Listening to the Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. Right. Hey you guys, here we go. It's episode 277 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. And don't forget, if you're thinking about driving somewhere this summer, a lot of us are, right? It's the van life, you guys. The van life. Make sure you grab that van or the old Country Squire station wagon. If you're still driving one of those, my Uncle Bill had one back in 77. Stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center. They want to make sure you're ready to hit the road, right? Absolutely. And they'll give you a free pre-trip safety inspection, which has always been hard for me to say. Yeah. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we are going to talk about... uh, We just landed a house that we've been looking for for eight years uh, for one of my best friends. I'm going to tell you what we did because it's pretty extraordinary. i got to tell you the story. And then also... Uh, I have a friend who's a realtor up north in Marysville, and she created this incredible following for herself by embracing Trump, also embracing the anti-vax stuff, and also embracing the fact that she should never had to wear a mask. Recently, in fact, this last week, uh, she went out on her social media channels, and she's trying to start a YouTube channel, and she said, hey, guess who got COVID? And guess who is sicker than a dog? It's her. And I'm going to tell you what her reaction has been since getting COVID. I want to share that with you. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. A car parade. We've seen a lot of car parades during COVID, right? Yeah, I'm interested in this with you because it looks like someone took a can of spray paint to yeah. your rig yeah. and just started graffitiing yeah. your rig. There's a sword on your car, yeah. a drawing of a sword. Right. There's letters everywhere. That's right. There, I mean, it, it. your car looks like a clown car. It does. It looks like a clown car. And so I don't know what car. is going on. Yeah. What happened? Who did this graffiti? Is it how much is the paint? Are you going to Mako two ninety nine get your car your truck painted again? Yeah, good good question. Here's the backstory. Uh, we saw a lot of parade cars and, and and car parades last year between teachers and students. This year, it surprised me because my son went back to school for probably the last seven weeks, uh, but he only got to see half of his class, so he would be in class in the morning. He dropped them off for only two hours and 45 I minutes. I wish we had a school day So as like a parent, that. you do whatever you could do for two hours and 45 minutes. Then they come home. The second part of the class would go in. And as a school, they weren't allowed to play on the playground. They weren't allowed to congregate together. And so when it came to the graduation for fifth grade, uh, just Seattle Public Schools, they don't allow, even if everyone's vaxxed in there, and we know that kids aren't, even if the staff is, they, they will not, and, and, and rightfully so, they, they won't allow the school to congregate in a gymnasium or typically they, we would get together in the cafeteria and then they would have this big presentation. So what they ask parents to do is send in pictures of your kiddos from the time they were here from kindergarten to fifth. Uh, and they said, we'll do something virtually at six o'clock the other night. Before we do that, though, from three to three thirty, there's going to be a car parade and what we would like you to do, we're like you to go southbound, northbound. You're going to be at 7th and Avenue West. You're going to come by the school, and uh, we'll see how many parents show up. We would like you to decorate your car. 
Okay. We like to do, do some decoration. So, 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 and you, the I, grand mar- you have grand marshal experience. Did you tell the school that you were a one time yeah. St. Patrick's Day parade grand marshal and you have the city, sash to prove it? City of Seattle. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't do this. That's the last parade I was in, by the way. So, my son is pumped. He is pumped about being, uh, being in this parade. Now, can I just ask a, a practical question here? Yeah. The dad of the year would have rented a convertible. You could have gone. That's a great idea to SeaTac Airport. That's a great idea. Rented oh, a convertible. Such a great idea. And had the top down. Yeah. And he could have sat on the back. Yeah. Like Miss America. Well, JFK did that, and it didn't work out well for him. Well, so. this is a different day for a different day. Okay. You did you even consider no renting a convertible? For your son, he's king for a day. You know what? I would, I would like to call the school now and see if we could do a redo on the parade because that's a tremendous idea. You could have rented a convertible. Something I should have done. So, so, so anyway, I'm not like if we're having a party, like, like I'm good at bringing people together, inviting people to the party, throwing a couple things together to, to eat, drink. I like hosting, making sure everyone's happy, but I'm not good at the decorations. And and I and, and and so he's leaning on me a little bit to to do some decorating. I said, hey, I can't help you here. Did you get silly string? I told you last week to get silly string. Well, he's a, he so he went out with his friend Oliver and their parents. They got a bunch of stuff, and then and then he brought it and he showed me and he, he said, hey, I'm going to decorate the car with this, and and I'm great. And he says, is it okay if I put some of this paint on the car? And 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 I said, yeah, but just and I thought I said, make sure you only put it on the windows. And so I was, I, I, I'm guilty here because I even went and got him a ladder so he could go out. There. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to let him be. Let him do his own thing. I'm not going to help here. We'll see how this turns out. I'm not going to coach. I'm not going to be over-involved. And whatever he comes up with is what he comes up with. So, so I came out to the car, went, and he is pumped, and Daddy got to come see this and all that. And you're right, and there's swords and all kinds of stuff. All over. And, 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 and some of it was on the windows, but some of it was not. Most of it is not. <laughs> like your son is not a tall human being yet. I know, but 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 he was up on the line. so so anyway. He is so proud of this thing, and I'm just sitting there going, "Oh my gosh!" Do you need to borrow some acetone? He just painted. He just painted my silver Forerunner. Uh, it's kind of a Seattle silver. I think he. I think he just painted it orange. I think he painted the whole thing orange. So anyway, is it those paint markers. <sighs> yeah, paint you, markers. You are in trouble. My friend. <laughs> So 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 anyway, I, I was promised that this will come off. I haven't tried yet, so so we'll see. Because he you, they graduate on Tuesday, but the last day of school is on Friday, and so he asked if if it could stay decorated, and I said sure. So so then we went and we got in this parade, and and I wasn't sure what to do in the parade because everything that we had written on the windows. My son was concerned if we roll the window down and we're going by the teachers, they won't see all the great things that he wrote about them. That's true. And, and, and then I'm like, but yeah, they gave us these pom-poms and we're supposed to roll down the windows and then we're supposed to pom-pom it up and we're supposed to yell, what's yell the at the teachers policy? and then Mr. Wilson was out there playing his accordion and the teachers are... So there's supposed to be this connection when you drive by, see teaches Ms. Turner, the principal and all that. And, and he was just dead set on, you know what, our first lap. So, so, so now now there's... La- I thought we would just go one time around the school. He's like, Daddy, on the first lap, I think what we'll do is we're going to go by with, with the up. windows up so everyone can see the message. So we did that. And, 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 and because my windows are, are, are fogged or smoked or whatever... They they could they couldn't see us. Hopefully hopefully they saw the message. What was the honking policy? 
What's that? Are you honking? It was a light honk. I just, just, doot, 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 just a real. I wasn't leaning lean, into it. I wasn't leaning into it because the teachers are yelling stuff, and I wanted to hear what they were saying. You know, I'm hard of hearing from doing radio this whole. So they're yelling muffled things. We got the windows up, so we went around, and both of us weren't very satisfied by that. So on the second turn, what we decided? Did everybody do two laps, or you guys? Just, said, we didn't know. You're there freestyle. Was, there was no lap policy. It just said three to three thirty of the car parade. So, so, so we're now going on our second lap. He says, Daddy, what we're going to do is we're going to go and then we'll get right up there and then the windows are going to be up and then we're going to bring the window down. Dramatic reveal. Yeah. We're going to bring the window down and then pom-poms out. So, so we, so we did the second lap. We had a lot more fun. We did. We had a lot more fun. Are you playing music inside we, Yeah, the we're playing music. They're playing music. Uh, we got a graduation uh, theme on and then also a song that I played the first day he was born called It's the End of the World as We Know It, But I Feel Fine. So we're, we're playing this, and we're like, you know what? We think we have one more lap in us, but then we're looking around and we're going, hey, it seems like everyone's doing two laps, and then they're peeling out. Are in a car parade, are you supposed to do, do do a third lap? I think he goes many laps. Is if there's no policy, so just we're keep co- lapping. We're now committed. You guys are basically doing your own Indianapolis 500. Yeah. So now we're committed to the third lap. This is what we decide. We're gonna go by. We're gonna turn our music up as loud as we can. Windows are gonna be up. We're gonna get the message out. Thank you, uh, teachers and staff. This time we bring the window down, and 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 guess who pops his head out. He's laying on the floor right now. Charlie the dog. Charlie the dog. That had to be a showstopper. When the teachers saw Charlie the dog, they went absolutely crazy. And we knew, as far as a car parade goes, we may not have the best decorations. You may not have been in a convertible. We may not be in a convertible. This orange paint may be on the car for the rest of eternity. Who knows? I, I may be loving this elementary school 10 years from now when my son's no longer in elementary school. And that's why I'm going to save this truck for him. So that way, when he graduates, when he's 18, I'm going to give him the car that has all his elementary school stuff on it. So anyway, uh, the third lap felt pretty good. Uh, we decided that we like car parades. Uh, we also decided we think teachers are pretty heroic. We thought it was pretty beautiful, and they made us feel pretty good the way they stood out there and told us that they loved us, and we had an opportunity to tell them that we loved them, too. To all the teachers out there, uh, to all of you that were and just, administrators, too. And the administrators and the staff and PU, those that stood in the gap, uh, as I said, between insanity uh, and hope, those were our teachers this year. Our teachers. So if you're a teacher, connected to a teacher, from my heart to yours, uh, we just say thank you for standing in that gap and loving our kids. I can remember sitting out in a driveway with him a year ago, wondering if I was going to go to a store, get a horrible disease, bring it back from just going grocery shopping, give it to my son, and then my son would pass away as a result of that. Let's not forget how we all felt when we didn't understand this disease. We just knew it was killing a lot of Americans and the people around the world. And these teachers were steadfast, and they stood in the gap, and they dealt with all of our fear, our collective fear. So anyway, if you have a chance to do a car parade, even if the orange paint is permanent, you're going to love it. We'll see you on the other side of this. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied.
100% guaranteed. <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and, and Don. Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was 25 to 50,000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're gonna wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team, and that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab, and right now you can save up to $170 when you bundle select tires, brakes, and shocks. Uh, we love family road trips. I'm on the road a lot this summer, and you're probably getting back on the road. Kids are getting out of school. And like Les Schwab, my family's safety is my number one first priority. So right now you can save up to $170 when you bundle select tires, brakes, and shocks. Save $30 more using your Les Schwab credit account. Limited time offer while supplies last. Purchase four qualifying Continental tires for a rebate of $70. Cannot combine with other offers? Subject to credit approval. See additional terms and conditions at leschwab.com slash sale and continentaltire.com slash offers. Les Schwab tires, doing the right thing matters. You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. All right, you guys, episode 277. Welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Really good friend of mine, great real estate agent uh, up in Marysville. And I'm not going to say her, her name, but she's, she's well-respected, single mom, a great mom, and has a great business up there. She's a business coach. But she has kind of made a re an incredible social media following for herself and her community by being very anti-vax and anti-mask. And in fact, uh, she would go into stores and get blow-ups and fights with people uh, that would make her put her mask on. And then she would go out and she did these videos and she started to get this huge, tremendous following. In the same way that Donald Trump had this huge, tremendous following. And then what happened to him is exactly what happened to her. Last week, she got very, very sick, as sick as she's ever been. And she went and got tested, and she found out that she had COVID-19. She was anti-vax, uh, mask. She was anti-vax. So now she has gone out on her video thread, and she's talking about 
getting this disease and how horrible it has been. But what's really amazing is when you watch her channel, uh, it hasn't changed her mind about being anti-vax or anti-mask. When you look around the world, if you're and listen, if you're anti-mask, uh, vaccine and anti-mask, look around the world. Look at the United States, where a lot of people now are vaccinated, and COVID nineteen has dissipated. Then look at a place like Haiti, where they are going to begin to burn bodies in the same way that they had to do this in India. There is no vaccine there. Ron, I don't get it. I don't get being anti-vax, anti-mask. Then you get the disease. You find out how deadly it is. She didn't have any underlying conditions, so I think that she's going to be okay. But in her words, she's as sick as she's ever been. And still, she's going to take that stance. And when you look at the comment section... Uh, people are still following her and loving the fact that even though she got COVID-19, that she still has this firm stance of being anti-mask and anti-vax. Yeah, I mean, I don't really get it either. Somehow, like individualism and being defiant has now crossed over into identity. Like, Um, it becomes part of who you are. Like, Like, you know, some people attach their job to their identity sure and it's like they lead with i'm i'm a, a salesperson I'm i a- did i did that i have to admit i probably did that for most of my life before i was a parent like my like my my job was 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 who i was i mean and being on the radio and all that stuff there's a lot of ego that that was that was tied so, up in so that i think there's uh, for people some people and i don't know i don't know this person that you're talking about um, this character trait has become their identity. Mm. I'm defiant. Yep. I'm patriotic. I am, uh, I'm sticking it to the man. Like these character traits, um, it doesn't matter what the science is. It doesn't matter what the facts are because that's not what it's about. Yep. It's about identity. Yeah. And so you build this identity uh, with these themes that you believe in, like you believe in patriotism, yeah. you believe that you uh, are are fair and independent minded, you believe that you um, want to stand up against the man, and so. But where it gets short circuited is that you're not open to any other information. You're not open to actually a understand how it works. I, I was listening to a podcast with a, a doctor, Doctor Peter Atia explaining how to think about studies. Like we see these all the time uh, in a headline where it's like, you know, it can be on diet. It could be on longevity. It could be on brain science. It could be on the vaccine where a study is cited. And his point was, as a medical doctor and worked at Johns Hopkins and has done this his entire life is if you don't have a basic set of skills on how to understand information, Hmm. then you are it's super easy to fall prey to anyone else that seems like they know a little bit more than you. Mm. And it was really fascinating to hear a guy at that that aptitude explain these things of like when you like go look at the study, see how they did the experiment, how many people were involved, mm. what were they trying to prove? Did they prove it? Yeah. Like very basic things. Um, and for the mask thing, people love to plant a flag and the CDC changed their mind. Well, that's how science works. You have a, a theory. We don't need to wear masks. 
Then you test the theory. You go out and you take 10,000 people that didn't wear masks and you have 10,000 people that did wear masks and you compare their results. And so you say, wow, this is surprising. We thought you didn't have to wear a mask. That was our thesis. Then we looked at these 20,000 people mm. that were separated by one factor and one factor only, mask wearing. The mortality rate and incident of, of disease among the, the group that had no mask was significantly higher than the one that did have mask. Mm. We now need to change our minds. Why? Because we tested it. Yeah. We went into the real world. We put together a test. The results speak for themselves. Now, here's what science does when normal people don't. Somebody else, an independent third party now, verifies that test. So Ron and Don, if we were a college, we were University of Washington, we put it out there. We just did this test. Here's what we found. Stanford now picks that up and says, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do our own test. Yeah. So we're going to take 10,000 Californians, do the same exact test. We verified your results. Mm. Your results are true. Ours are a little bit different by X percentage, but it's within a reasonable range. You're, we're going we're gonna to double stamp your test. Mm. And now MIT does the same thing in Boston College and University of Iowa and University of Miami, University of England, uh, all these places, they do their tests and they all verify the initial finding. So now you go back to the public and you say, hey, we were wrong. We thought you didn't have to wear the mask. Now you have to wear the mask. Why someone, why would someone have a problem with that? Because they believe in a different ethic. They believe that you should, if you come from a faith-based background, let's say, you don't. You believe because it's you're on faith. You believe you've been taught your whole life. If you really believe something, you don't necessarily need scientific evidence. You just. But Jesus is coming back. Why? Because I believe it. Well, is there any evidence? What what evidence do you point to? Because that's what I believe. That I, I believe that it's in the Bible. I believe it. That's a different type of belief structure than a scientific belief structure. I don't want to get into whether or not that's happening i'm just saying it's a it's a different model and so science says i believe something and then i test it and if it's not true i change my mind but if you are, are raised and born with this thing of like i'm patriotic i believe in faith i believe and you just believe these things and you declare it uh then that's not how science works and, and it's very easy to test that and so we have tested it and, and the conclusions are undisputable at this time. No. Vaccines work, masks work, uh, and science doesn't really care what you believe. See you on the side of this. Hi, everyone. My name is Therese, and I am a new team member with Ron and Don. When you are ready to buy a new home, I am a buyer specialist. Just reach out and we will send a buyer's playbook that the guys wrote just for you. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. As you heard, we're licensed agents at Windermere. And the thing that we think is is really cool about being in this business is that we get to meet a lot of you. Probably 90% of our business this past year has come from people that we have known through working in radio here for 15, uh, 16 years on the three stations that we worked on. So. And I would like to say that one of the themes that comes keeps coming back, which I'm grateful for, is that people say, we know where you guys stand and we, we trust you. Yeah. Like, you're going to give it to us straight. Uh, and that is something that we worked very hard to maintain. And I think it's part of the reason why we were let go from the radio station. 
yeah. because we did we did give it to people straight. Yeah. So so anyway, something happened uh, this week that was pretty cool with one of my very best friends. Uh, his name is Scotty. Scotty is an architect by trade. He's built a lot of big buildings here. The way I know Scotty is he used to ride in my spin class, and then he had a heart attack one day from riding in the spin class. So anyway, Engine 20 came. They got him. He's better today. He continued to ride. And he's just kind of one of my best friend circles. And after spin class, we'd get together with a group of guys. We'd talk about doing some philanthropy together. Uh, he was really helpful when we built the uh, the uh, stadium at Cleveland. Everyone and some, would make fun of him for having a heart attack. Yeah, they would call him heart attack Scott in class. So, so, so anyway, he had told me when we were sitting here one day having some breakfast after spin class, he said, you know, there, there's kind of this house. That's on the uh, city side of Queen Anne. Has this beautiful view of the Space Needle in downtown. See Rainier on a clear day. He said, it's really incredible. And he, and he said, I run by there all the time. And I look at this house. And he said, I've always dreamed of living in this house. And it's not a huge house. I mean, in, in fact, it's from the house he's living in right now in Queen Anne. It's, he, he, he's on the West Slope. This would be a downsize for him. But it has this iconic view. And if you've been on that city side of Queen Anne or anywhere downtown, you know what I'm talking about. So, so he, eight years ago, uh, he kept going by just this house and he ended up writing a letter to the gentleman that owned this house and just said all these great things about the house. And he's never even, this guy's never even been inside the house, but he's an architect. He loved the design. He loved the view. And he just said, Hey, if you're ever going to sell this house, please get in touch. Wrote him a beautiful letter. The gentleman who owns the house and, and we'll just call him Steve, uh, Steve actually called Scotty eight years ago and just said, hey, this is kind of my forever home with my partner. Thanks. He, was, he was flattered by the nice things he said. What's that? He was flattered by the, the very, nice Very, very flattered by it. And he left Scotty a voicemail and just said, hey, if, if the house ever comes up for sale, uh, we'll let you know. Scotty has kept this voicemail on his phone for eight years. He still has a flip phone. The, yeah, the only phone the, I, I have some some phone calls that I have kept for years, and and some of those are from my later my late sister, which would be about seven years ago. So this would be about the same time. He calls me the other day. He goes, "You're not going to believe this." I said, "What?" He goes, "That house is for sale." I said, "The house?" He goes, "Yeah, the house." I didn't know about the voicemail, and he'd never played the voicemail for me. Uh, but I had heard about this story and I said, well, let me make some phone calls, see what's going on with the house. So we made some phone calls or something was going on in the house. House hadn't been sold, uh, sold yet, still available. And so I got in touch with Scotty. He came over to my house cause he's, he's, he's helped me work on three different projects. And there's a project at my house he's helping to work on right now. And he said, you know what? He, he said, I've never played the voicemail that I got from Steve eight years ago. I said, what? There's a voicemail. And he goes, yeah. He goes, there, there, there is. He said, yeah, there's a voicemail. So he ends up playing this voicemail for me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he said, do you think I should buy this house? I said, I'd first talk to your wife about this. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that I, I, I am the perfect uh, person to ask. I said, but um, he said, you know, it's, it's not perfect timing. If we're going to downsize, we're going to downsize about five years from now. I said, but yeah, I don't know if this house is going to come for sale five years from now. And I said, I don't mean to be pushy here, but you got this voicemail. You got this letter. You have this connection. The house has come up for sale. And if you have the wherewithal, you might want to step into that right now. So anyway, pretty excited to announce that uh, last night after a lot of negotiation and work, 
that uh, we are now under contract for Scotty and his wife. Uh, and we have some more work here to do. But we are now under contract uh, with this particular house. And I called him today and I said, you know, a lot of times when you buy something the next day, no matter what, you have a little buyer's remorse going on. And I said, do you have some buyer's remorse going on? He's like, Mm-mm, no way. He goes, I wanted that forever house forever. Have so, you ever had a, a, a space like that that you just felt connected to? I do, but but it, it, and it's actually on the piece of property that we're sitting on right now. My friend Sabrina, uh, she is a great Windermere agent on the east side. And 12 years ago, when I knew that my son was coming into this world, we started looking at homes. Most of the homes that we looked at were over in Ballard across the bridge from where I'm sitting. And then we started looking at the west slope of Queen Anne. And what's really incredible, 12 years ago, you could buy a house here in the threes and fours. This house had been on the market for six months. And I think it had been on the market at, at 485 And they even had a price decrease. The gentleman that I bought this from, in fact, he just had a stroke. And, and so I wish all my best to him. I stay in touch with Pete a lot. He comes back here. He lives in Spokane from time to time. His brother lives across the street. They own this house together. And this was a rental. When I walked into the house and I saw the view here and just the way it felt, uh, just we had looked at 111 homes 111 uh i just knew that this was the place that i wanted to raise my son build a home and so we built this home together and you know for a number of years we slept in the same room and we slept in a little apartment downstairs where i was building this house on top and so i have a lot of great memories here and i'm i'm committed i don't know what'll happen in the future but i'm committed to being in this place and space until uh until he's uh, 18 and decides to go to school or be a world traveler or tech or whatever he decides to do. So what about you? Do you have a, a place oh, that, in the that, space? That is uh, where my tiny house is now. Yeah. Where the, that chunk of land is on the Skycomish River. It's not extravagant by any means. Like you've been there. It's, it's nice, but it's it, the tiny house is like it's not a high-end tiny house or anything. Um, but the way that the river runs and there's a big rock that's on my chunk of the river, and the the, the where the path of the sun goes right down the river. So yeah. when you're at certain times of the day, I don't know if you've been there. You were there to, at like a sunrise. Mm-hmm. You go down there when the sun's coming up, and it it peaks over the you know Mount Baker area and, and hits Mount Index, and there's snow on the top. It, it's it, there's something magical to me yeah. about that that chunk of land. And it just, uh, it has that special quality for me. And it, it's not a mansion. It's not yeah. like that type of special, but it's, uh, there's a special, I, I don't know if you felt it or not, but I, I, I definitely feel it when I'm out there. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I think we all have those, those spaces and places. And congratulations to them. Like, yeah. That's cool that it came together. That was cool. I was, I, I was. To, to see that happen for one of my best friends and somebody that has been so helpful in my life with my family, my son, and then really in building this house. He, he, he helped design and build this home that I'm in. And the day do in the backyard, he was, he's all over that. I've had f- and, multiple friends that have had a love affair with someone else's house like that. <laughs> where they just like... Our, one of our bosses at Windermere did that. Like loved this house for years and finally yeah. bought the house. Bought the house. Like, yeah. this is my house. Yeah. And, and considered it their house even when it wasn't their house. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to drive by my house. Yeah. So that, start, that that real estate transaction started eight years ago. And uh, congratulations. Eight years later, we finally have it under 
contract. All right. Hey, you guys, you need a great negotiator. If you need us, we're here for you. Just go to ronadonsitdown.com. We'll sit down today. Thanks for listening to the show. Hit and subscribe. Writing a great review, giving us five stars. That really helps. And then you'll hear this show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you want to reach out to us, just reach out and you can write Ron directly, ron at windermere.com, and we'll do a sit down today. So keep your head up, keep your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time for episode 278 on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.